0: Welcome to another podcast from the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. You can find out more about CGI Burlington on our website at cgiburlington.org. Good afternoon, everyone. So the title of my sermonette is We Can Move Mountains, because it is why I want to show that age doesn't matter to God and what he really wants to look for is the, the example that we can show and that we can have faith. There was a young man by the name of Jacqueline H. Lucas who was a 14-year-old boy at the time of 1942. And he stood at about five eight and it was 180 pounds, and he wanted to go into the Marine Corps at uh, Virginia Wool Fork. And so what he did, at the age of 17, he claimed to be 17, and he forged his mother's signature to get into World War II as a Marine. While in World War II, he was, a, um, he was on a four-man uh, mission trip against the Japanese. Now, when he was against the Japanese, they started throwing grenades, and they were in trenches at this time. And when they threw two grenades at him and his other three comrades, he, as a guy no more than 14 years old, had to do something about it. So what he did, he yelled grenades to everybody so that everybody could hear. Then he jumped over another marine, dove for one of the grenades, jammed it in volcanic ash, put his gun over top, and then hopped on top of it. He was doing as I was doing that as he was doing that. He saw another grenade. He grabbed it and held it in his left hand. The first of the two grenades exploded and sent Lucas. Cat- he catapulted several yards. He sacrificed his own body for the other comrades. This shows that age is not a barrier to service, and age is just simply a number. So what I want to go to first is First Samuel 17, where we know the story of David and Goliath. A famous story. A famous story. So it says here in Samuel 17, we'll start in verse 33. And Saul said to David, verse 33, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. So Saul told him that just because he was a youth, he was not allowed to fight against Goliath. Even when Goliath was defying the armies of our living God, Saul said, no, you cannot fight against him, even though all of David's brothers did not want to fight. Now we'll go down to verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. So Saul was at first was not allowing David to fight against him because simply he was a youth. However, David stepped up to the plate and from his past victories over a lion and a bear, gave him the faith in God. He trusted God enough to go against this Philistine. He was six cubits tall, which I believe is somewhere around nine feet. So that's pretty tall for just a young, good-looking guy named David. However, the only concern for David was that the Israelites had no faith. David didn't care about this nine-foot-tall giant that he was about to fight because he trusted God. He was worried about the Israelites' faith, which shows a very good example. Now we're going to skip down to verse 48. Um, So it was, verse 48, When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Uh, Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and that he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. David didn't need a sword. All he needed was a sling, a rock, and he trusted God that everything would go well. David, uh, David had killed Goliath, and nobody beforehand had actually believed in him. All it took was a young person who trusted God to defeat a giant who made fun of God. The example, this example shows how age is not a barrier to God, and that all God worries about is you having faith in God, and God will prevail. Now, the next story, normally people think um, the story of Abraham and Isaac, um, where Abraham goes up to uh, sacrifice Isaac. Most people think that that's um, a test against Abraham, which I fully believe that's a test against Abraham. But being a kid, um, that could also be a very large test against Isaac as well. So we're going to turn to Genesis 22. So Genesis 22, um, we're going to start in verse 5. Beforehand, we know that Abraham was given a task to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, through Sarah. Um, we're going to start in verse 5. So, And Abraham uh, said to his uh, young man, Stay here uh, with the donkey, and the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So um, Abraham sang lad to his son. So Abraham's a young kid, um, and his dad says we need to go up to that mountain and I'll tell you later so so Abraham took the wood uh, off of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac uh, his son and he took the fire in his hand and a knife and the two of them went together but Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said my father and he said here I am son then he said look the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for the burnt offering Isaac's catching up and he kind of knows what's going on here he um he's starting to pick off variables and seeing well we have the wood and like we know we're going to offer something but where's where's the lamb that we're going to offer um and now verse eight and abraham said my son god will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering uh so the two of them went together uh, then they came to a place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in, uh, in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So obviously Isaac now knows what's going on. Uh, but the angel of the God called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am and he said uh, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him for i know that you now fear god since you have not uh, withheld your son your only son from me then abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket uh, by its horns so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the, the name of this place the Lord will provide. As it said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So I hadn't really gotten that until my dad explained it to me that imagine we're going on a road trip and it's a pretty long road trip and we're just driving. And all of a sudden I have to turn, into a, I have to turn left into on, oncoming traffic. And I have to kill you because God said so. That takes a lot of faith to not think that you're kind of crazy. Um, so having said that, when God told Abraham that and Abraham had to kill Isaac, that takes a lot of faith in Isaac's hand to actually trust what Abraham and what God was doing. So that is a. this shows the main example of faith that Isaac had towards God and towards his father. Now we're going to turn to James 2. James 2, we're going to look at um, verse 18. James 2, verse 18. Uh, But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. This scripture just says that true faith is shown by the things we do and not what we say. Anybody can say something like, oh, I would sacrifice my body. But having to do that, it's a completely different level. Um, so now, as I conclude, I'm going to turn to First Timothy. And we're going to go First Timothy 4. 1st Timothy 4. We're going to start in verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. So, just because you are a youth... And most of us in the front couple rows, we are youth. But if someone tells you you can't do something, as long as you have faith and God is beside you, there's nothing that you can't do. The grenade that Jacqueline H. Lucas was holding while on a four-man mission trip exploded and tossed him right on his back a few yards away. He severely wounded his right arm, his wrist, his right leg, his thigh, and his chest he was still conscious and barely alive after the blast holding in his left hand was the other grenade which did not explode because of lucas's actions by him stepping up to the plate and doing what he knew was right because uh, there were other comrades near him the other com- the other three comrades were not killed or entered- or injured in any matter because of what lucas did Lucas was presidentially awarded the Purple Heart and the Medal of Honor by being an example to all in World War II. He was 14 14 at the time, and frankly, that's four years away from actually being eligible to be in World War II. All we need to do is be an example to all and have faith in God, and we will be presidentially awarded the kingdom of God.